Welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of whiskey, the show of Quentin Tarantino, fatherhood, and so much more. It is my pleasure today to share a great interview, an interviewee being interviewed, an interviewer being interviewed. You know, today I'm sitting down and talking with Christopher Hart of Whiskey Neat, the fine program in Houston, the proprietor of the Houston Whiskey Social, which has its fifth annual instance this Saturday, February 8th in Houston. For those of you being able to check out that event, I imagine it's going to be incredible. You know him from many of his guests. You know, as interviewers, we kind of hold a little bit of ourselves back. And Chris, I'm going to tell you right now, there was a bit of our chat which got dark. It was honest, but I'm going to reserve that. I cut it out of here, but I will gladly talk about that struggle and those dark places with you on your show. So this is all about you, though, my friend. This is about what you've done as a father, how you've managed to wrangle the bourbon community, and so many other things. So I hope you guys in the group, your women in the group, HBS, you enjoyed this chat. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Christopher Hart of Whiskey Neat and the Houston Whiskey Social. Watch it a second time to give it a fair shot, but I will yeah. tell you that we left feeling very incomplete, empty. Yeah. yeah, very empty, unsatisfied, unsatisfied. I mean, the, it all boils up to the last five minutes, which, by the way, the last five minutes are arguably pretty hilarious. Absolutely funny. It's pretty hilarious. But the whole thing's like Charles Manson, and then that the best scene for me that the only, the scene that really sucked me in was the scene where Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt went to go visit his old friend at that little farm. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. like, what's going to happen, ranch. right? And then guess what happens? Nothing happens. Well, He's alive and well in the room, <laughs> and he remembers. And he, So it's like, okay. That's, that is an 8 to 12-minute section of the movie that could that, come th- out. Correct. But here's the thing. It was a captivating 8 to 12 minutes. Sure. That left you with nothing. So it's like it's building, it's building, it's okay. building. So, he knows something's up. These little hippies are being sure. weird. Something's going on. Well, so let me ask you then about this. And this is not... At, at times, this podcast becomes an actually <laughs> narrative and dialogue yeah. about film, <laughs> as I've talked to a couple of filmmakers sure. and stuff on the show. But is it not as trivial and in the weeds of detail? Brad Pitt going out to the the ranch, I can remember the name of it, where they shot all those westerns to go see sure. Bruce Stern. Sure. Is that not just as pedantic in a way as... The coffee shop scene? That's right. No, I'll tell you why. So the coffee shop scene is right before their heist, right? They're 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 planning the heist, they're meeting for the first time, they're giving each other nicknames. But do you know that until after? You well, don't I mean, really know. Wait, right? In that in that discussion they're giving each other nicknames, right? Sure, Mr. Pink. And, yeah, man, he's like, I don't want to be Mr. Pink, you know? Fuck I gotta be, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 integral to the ultimate story. Hmm. This moment where it's a commune, you don't know right away it's Charles Manson related. You don't know that it's going to lead to what the film ends with. And really, it was an overall empty moment of time that wasn't as captive. I mean, it it sucked me in for a minute because you think it's going to lead to something in the moment. But the dialogue of Steve Buscemi arguing over tips and the genius of it was very... it left you with a complete feeling of a great moment in film. No one is going to remember that moment of the hippie commune as being a great moment in film or iconic for that matter. Can you remember a single line from that scene? I can remember uh, five lines. Sure. Right? Like, Why'd you wake me up? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he demands his tip money back. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, th- there's, there's tons of 
I so this is the thing. Harvey Keitel. I just want to say Harvey's course, name. He's amazing. Of course, right? the, the guy who went full frontal multiple times. God bless him for Harvey Keitel as a, <laughs> uh, as a, a, a saint, a prodigy. Do you know? You know, uh, I'm going to say this real quick. Do you know Delta Groff? Delta Groff is one of the oldest, most influential bartenders from New York. Okay, and he's the guy that brought cocktails back, and. And this ties it back to Harvick. I tell him, I never had dinner with him one time and I wanted to have him on the show for a long time. And I said, you're an actor. I know he was an actor. He was trying to be an actor for a long time, as many bartenders are. And he says, and I said, you've got to look at him, just squint at him. I said, you've bound to have auditioned for a Scorsese film. And he's like, well, actually, I... He has? Yeah. He, he got one? He auditioned for Harvey Cattell's oh, did he really? in Mean Streets. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... Everything's small, and sure. I, you know, and of course, any excuse I can find to bring film into the chats is exactly what I'll do. It's but, my, it's 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 uh, film is such a it's such a culturally impactful, unifying thing. Yeah, it can be. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it can be a bit, you know, uh, divisive at times. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah. as can television, mm-hmm. as we know from this last week's episode of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> when South Park is at the precipice of relevance for political commentary, They're which all, it has been for a long time, for for over a decade, but right? twenty four seasons, yeah, dude, it's crazy, and, and it doesn't matter what happens. They're all, and you know what, South Park is the only show I know that doesn't adhere to a schedule. That's right. Now I'm sure they might have a schedule, but it's not one that makes sense to me. They'll air an episode, they'll wait a few weeks, they'll yeah. air an, another episode, they'll wait a few months, they'll air another. So it's like. It's not a once every week. Once mm-hmm. I don't really get the schedule of South Park, but their ability to be relevant f- always yeah. for as long as my kids have been alive has been pretty crazy. crazy. It's it's an interesting thing. So, all right, we, we both take a lot of inspiration from art, you know, because I consider the film, I and I, whether it's arguable or not, South Park, in a sense, is art full commentary. 100%. Absolutely essential political yeah. You commentary. like fish sticks? <laughs> fucking Kanye yeah yes yeah brilliant me too then you're a gay fish yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, it's ability to it, it, listen silver screen uh, small screen big screen it doesn't matter I, I'm i a Tarantino fan I still am a Tarantino fan I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan yeah, and dude. Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the greatest of all up for an time. Oscar for this you think uh, I, no yep I, uh, we'll put Fiverr on it now because you, th- you think we'll get an Oscar for it uh, Oscar nom now I think Joaquin will win but Joaquin will win. Yep. I haven't seen, have you seen it yet? Yes, Joker? I did. I saw it. You did? Weekend. Was it great? Um, I want to give you just a little backstory. Okay. So I took an Uber downtown. I expected to drive. And so the next day, because ACL This will be your first three hour podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't have a battery life for it. But so I have to get to the theater. We're running late, Leslie and I. And we're going to go see this movie at 310 on a Saturday. And she's like, well, I need to bring some clothes up. We're going to do some laundry at your place. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Well, it just so happens that the bag that she has is a black duffel bag. Okay. I don't have my car, so we have to go straight to the theater with two bags and a black duffel bag. Now, you've heard this about Joker? What's going on? Nope. There is a threat that there's private security at these theaters because there's been a threat of a mass shooting at the Joker well, screen. I didn't know that, but I knew that the last film caused the same thing. Dark Knight Rises? Right. The yeah. the The... Yeah, in Colorado. Right. Yeah, when it, like Aurora. Aurora. Yeah. Exactly. So, same things going on for the Joker this okay. weekend. Okay. Right of a mass shooting. That's right. Well, we don't really have to worry about those in America, though. So no, that's probably an Yeah, we're, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a white guy walking in with a black duffel bag. Sure. I'm fine, right? You're totally cool. <laughs> so, we arrive at the theater, and I look at him like, hey, we should probably check these bags. This is the first time I've been to Alamo Draft House in Austin where there's actually private security, and he's back of us. What's in the bags? Just fucking close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but what's in the bags? Yeah, yeah. What's in the bag? What's in the, box? What's in the yeah. bag? Right. So we check it. But anyway, so it that just punctuates how sure. tense it was to see that movie. And I think everybody should see it. It is a massive study into mental illness. Sure. In a way that people, they, they're just looking about. Uh, I, I heard a lot of people arguing about, well, it's just Joaquin Phoenix being violent. No. This is a demonstration of a man facing mental illness for over 30 years and what it does to crush his soul in addition to violent sure. behavior against him. So 
go see it and we'll have to talk I, about I'm, it. I'm going to watch it. I, I have every intent to see it. I will say this. I think objectively it's fair to say that I'm getting, a lot of us are getting, there are other villains mm-hmm, out there, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, I know people are trying to recapture the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, which is astonishing stuff. It, it's it's hard to do, and there are other things out there you could probably make great without having to recreate. You're absolutely right. I'm but a this, huge fan of uh, Buyer's Dallas Club. Uh, uh, Thirty or no, the, Thirty Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto. Oh, Jared Leto. I like Jared Leto. I think he's done some great things. Yeah. Uh, I know that he's a bit divisive for some, uh, but his Joker was objectively the worst thing to happen to cinema sure. since Caesar Romero was better than Jared Leto. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Jared Leto was garbage. Yeah, and I get what he was trying to do, but that was objectively the biggest pile of shit I've seen yeah. since the last Will Smith movie. And I, and what was, I, which one was that one? I, I don't know. Just pick one. Yeah, I, sure. I used to love Will Smith. I used to get into arguments with coworkers about him because I thought he was he was the Rock for me. Sure. Right. Yeah. So the Rock now is this uh, uh, charismatic, fun. Everyone loves the Rock guy, but yeah. Will was that not too long ago. Absolutely. Um, I found out I was having my first child in iRobot. Oh, I don't dude. know if I've ever told that on air. I, w- I went with some friends. I didn't have a car at the time. I was a teenager. Yeah. And uh, we went to Taco Bell. And we were going to go see iRobot. And I found out in the movie theater, I got a call from my father, who, my stepfather. Yeah. I didn't know my dad growing up. Me either. My stepfather actually says, hey, um, did you knock Hillary up? My, my daughter's mother. I was like, I mean, she's late, but I haven't heard anything yet. Like, I haven't gotten a call. This is my first phone call, you know? So I had to get my friends to give me, a, my friends from church, mind you, yeah, give me a ride home. I was like, hey, man, I got something going on. I need you to take me home right now, but I'm too embarrassed. To t- like, I'm not going to tell you what it is, right? It, <coughs> I don't know if that makes me sound horrible or not, but. No, no, no. I just, uh, I robot. Yeah. Great film, by the way. I loved that robot. Alex Proyas, I, Director of the Crow, and Dark City. I yeah, had, great. and I, I, I think I Am Legend is one of the greatest zombie Brilliant films. Brilliant movie. Brilliant zombie yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. And Will Smith got to a point where after Earth, I mean, after the film, after Earth, it yeah. just... Uh, I liked Bright. Did you like Bright? I dug it. Oh, uh, Netflix. Yep. Thought it was fantastic. It's great, right? I thought it was great. Return to form. And no one loved it. I know. No one up. liked it. But it's because it, because who was the it what was a great concept of a film? Right? I, I don't know. Yeah, it was it, the alien anyway. A super great concept for a film. Definitely. Hey, we're gonna invent fairies are real. Yeah, and you work for the police. Okay, sure. Let's make it Down. happen. Let's do it. It was a fantastic film. I thought it was a great action movie, and, and they're doing a sequel too for Network. No. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. I, I was too. a big fan. So it's really good. Some of the stuff's hit or miss, but I will. And I said this on Facebook the other day. I will watch anything The Rock makes. And I will watch anything Adam Sandler makes. Mm-hmm. And I will watch anything that Will Smith makes. So how are you feeling about the end of Ballers then? I'm really upset about Me it. Me too. Yeah. I'm a, not only am I a fan of, of The Rock, I'm also a fan of uh, the white guy. Uh, oh, uh, Rob. Rob, Rob Cordry. Cordry. Yeah, Rob yeah. Cordry. He's great, Rob man. Cordry has always been like a, uh, the salt, the seasoning yeah. of any show. He adds the quips, the punchlines, the, the funny moments. Yeah. And Rob Corddry's fantastic. Yeah. And I've tried to get him on. Oh, dude. Uh, I, I would love to sit down with him. Talking about spirited conversations with mm-hmm. interesting people, I think a conversation with Rob Corddry would be phenomenal. Yeah. Patrick Warburton, too. I really oh, want man, to. Oh, man. I would love to sit down with Patrick. Film. Oh, my gosh. It'd be amazing. So, all right. So, here's the thing is, you know, we put these personas out, you know, and I probably with. <laughs> A lot of other folks, you get five points. I give you five bullet points you can know about me. You know okay. I mean? And I'm sure that, is there a, because I was doing a branding conversation just yesterday with Patrick. A branding Collins. conversation? Yeah, I was teaching for the USBG. That's Houston. right. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. So how'd that happen? You got, by the way, are you copying in the emails? Did you see the blow up that happened? Well, no, what happened? <laughs> no, I wasn't copying. What happened? So you told me you were coming down. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm. I was previously a part of the USBG. I'm not anymore. Okay. <coughs> but I still get their emails. <coughs> Sorry. And a couple nights ago, I'm at Whiskey's of the World in, in Houston. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the event, by the way, has made a tremendous rebound. The last couple of years, Amazing. they've struggled. This year was much better than the years past. Great. And uh, I get an email. 
Patrick Abalos, who's very well known here in Houston, uh-huh. yeah. sends out an email of the list of classes that are happening this week, and you're right. on the list. Yeah. Mike G. Yeah. Which, by the way, what is your last name? Groner. G-R-O-E-N-E-R. Groner. Yeah. Okay. Which I, is not I only really. knew you as Mike G, and then on Facebook, <laughs> it's Mike G-R. Yeah. So no Groner. one knows. Okay. Well, I just learned something new. Yeah. You're the only one. So he, uh, he makes the announcement that there's all these classes happening, and someone, I won't say her name, sure, sure. responds with, are there any women doing classes? Because I only see... It's a good point. Sure. Theoretically. I'm feminine, but the, I'm not a woman. Theoretically, it's a good point. Yeah. Now, I didn't say what I wanted to say, but I'll say this. I'll say now what I want to say. It's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have an organization, especially with, I would say, arguably, maybe even a thousand people, mm-hmm. vendors, brands, suppliers, distributors local bartender cocktail enthusiast Mm -hmm. when you're part of that it's perfectly normal it's perfectly healthy to say hey um i've noticed there's no women leading classes can we make this happen Mm -hmm. but that's not what happened right what happened was it was accusatory from the get-go and it was a reply all oh geez there are several people that run the houston usbg several men and women right the healthy thing the non aggressive assumptive thing because assumptions are horrible Mm -hmm. is to send them a message say hey um have you guys reached out to any women to do these classes but that's not what happened she replied all so god knows how many people got this response yeah i replied with first thing i noticed that i knew for sure was a female was carrie craft heaven hill Uh i said yeah there's a there's a female in here someone else replied back and said um yeah there's also this person who's female uh, so they give a couple names, right? That person replies back with essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here. Um, okay, so two women out of seven. Sure. Uh, this reminds me of that time that we had a panel on. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. In, it was a panel of inclusiveness that incorporated mostly white people and one female or something. Right, right, you know? right. right. So it was just a very confrontational exchange that mm-hmm. kind of puts everyone in a bad spot sure. and it assumes malintent. Mm-hmm. Now, you, I think, still work for a supplying tier or? Still work for what? Uh, you're in the supplying tier? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, pr- production tier. Right, which would be the, su- okay. the suppliers, yeah, 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 right? Sure. So the people who would who would make whiskey or yeah, spirits and, right, and right. sell it or gin and sell it to uh, distributors. Sure. The supplying tier. Um <coughs> When you hire, as a company, individually, you can hire diverse, right? That's your goal. It should be a goal. You should hire diverse. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you don't know what other companies are hiring for a certain market. Mm -hmm. So you could theoretically have a market like Houston that's primarily female, primarily Hispanic, primarily male. Yeah. And that is that if there's, let's say, 50 brands in market or 50 brand reps in market, Mm each working for different companies, they could have a diverse portfolio for Texas overall. Right. So, do you understand what I'm saying? I do, yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically, it's USBG, when you reach out to people within market, you're reaching out to what's available. Mm-hmm. And if they sign up for, if, if you reach out to 50 suppliers and say, hey, we're going to do classes, like you, you're doing one. Right. You're a white male. Sure. You just said, okay, I want to be involved. I want to do the Mescal class or I want to do this. I want to yeah. do that. It's not fair to essentially attack the, the board of USBG in Houston and give them a hard time when they reached out to everyone and yeah. yet no one. The right question is, did you reach out to a plethora of and they reached they, they, the, response they from, the response from um, Nathan Raffel. Nate, yeah, nasty uh, Nate. <laughs> yeah, well, is that his nickname, Nasty Nate? I've heard this. Well, yeah. his response was pretty cold blooded. He was good, man. He, he was like, "We reached out to everybody." Yeah, and I totally understand your question, but but have, did you recommend anybody? Did you make an effort? Did you reach right. out to anybody? We're in this together. Mm-hmm. We should be attacking this together. Right. And we no women came forward, or or a few women came forward. Mm-hmm. Um. We filled those slots based on who replied and who came forward. Yeah. And it, I forgot how this even came up, but I think we're going to have that problem a lot there in the conversation. <laughs> well, see, you know what? Let's go deep for a second. Sure. So, if 
feel like we're hitting there already, but no, we are, of course. But in a way, we're we have to understand how to navigate people and their personalities and what they sure. talk about, and get still get to where we want to get to. And now it's not a selfish thing, but no. it's a content thing, sure. strategy thing, right? Directorial privilege, if you want, right? Yeah, yeah. So cinema reference, absolutely. I always wondered what brought you to the point where you were saying, no, I'll talk to people. I can conduct a conversation. You mean like they how like I me. started my show? That's right. And But I, I want to point, and this is something I just learned about you, so I'm pivoting here as we kind of okay. learn thing about each other. What did you learn about? So I didn't, I've didn't. i never met my father. Okay. Ever. Sure. Now, my last name, just to tell you this all, Groner is, should not be my last name. Okay. Groner is the name of my mom's ex-husband, but in order to avoid my father who didn't want me at all from trying to lay claim to me she kept a different name okay so this is a very interesting thing so g is kind of obfuscating this thing sure but i realized that it's quite possible that my whole thing to try to fucking succeed okay and do well is this very deeply rooted thing to say you know what i don't care if you want to be in my life or not but i'm going to be the best man I can be. Does this All make right. sense? All right. Okay. It's deep. So, it's deep, so it makes sense, and we can go deep. And I, I did this previously on another guy's podcast. Uh, my good friend Randall Sullivan, who oh, owns who, who yeah. owns Bourbon Real Talk, he does a, his own podcast. We got deep, and he ended up cutting out a lot of it. Ah, oh, I see. Um, I'm not cutting this. This is good stuff for me. Okay. So, this is this is my my feelings, and I think this is my own personal assessment of me as a person. I didn't know my father growing up. And it didn't bother me growing up. Right. You don't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I had yeah. my mom. My mom was fantastic. Single mom, then, in other words. Uh, well, or she got me a stepdad and stuff. Around seven, I had a stepdad. Yeah. And then they divorced after I became an, an adult and I oh, bothered okay. myself. So, um, but it didn't bother me at all growing up not having a father. Yeah. But I think it has created an urge in me to not necessarily be liked by everyone but it does eat away with me or eat away at me mm -hmm. when i feel like someone doesn't like me for the wrong reasons like if someone doesn't understand me or assume something worse than me like something that's always kind of bothered me is is i joined hbs as an enthusiast mm. and i became an admin and asked to become an admin after i had promoted the group at all of my events and like trying to build a community so the guy that started hps matt phillips mm -hmm. he said you know you, you've done a lot for the group we'd like to make you an admin I said I, i'm glad to help anything i can do and uh, my event the whole reason the whiskey social was created was to fix all the problems at all the other events mm. basically brands were pulling out left and right for houston and houston wasn't uh, as balconies has admitted uh, Houston wasn't a viable market compared to Dallas or Austin. Yeah. In fact, most Texas brands do, a lot of national brands do great in Houston. Mm -hmm. Texas brands do horrible. It's getting better. Sure. But uh, essentially, my event, we started doing barrel selections. And I was basically giving up what would be profit or margin to prove an ROI for the brands to like, to buy product and give product away. Yeah. Well, when brands found out that we were doing barrel selections for the event, they wanted, everyone wanted us to do them. I mean, everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like, we do a barrel, we do a barrel. Well, we didn't, I, listen, we spent a lot of money on product, but we can't afford to do 15, 20 barrels for the event. So I said, hey, the group started asking for barrels. I've got an excess of barrels. Mm -hmm. So how about I give the group what we, we can connect the dots here sure and there's been some people not a lot of people but some people who assume that i make money off the group or that i use the group and it kind of it, it eats at me and i think that has to do with not being wanted yeah from my father now i know a lot of people that are like dude just don't worry about it you know people i don't i don't need everyone to like me mm -hmm. but not having a father growing up and actually, when I was 19, I, a little side note, I thought I found him. Mm -hmm. The guy I thought was my dad, my mom had given me a picture as a kid. 
the guy I thought was my dad at 19, I tracked him down. He was living in Hawaii. I gave him a call, uh, and a woman answered. Oh, wow. Shit, I didn't think that far ahead. Right, right. Right? right. So, yeah. woman answers. I say, hey, is Travis there? She goes, can I ask what you're calling about? And I thought, oh, crap. If he's got a new wife, I don't want to tell him he's got a kid that he's mm -hmm. never met. And <clears throat> I end up just kind of being honest, and I say, I think he's my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I'll wait till you get back. But, um, well, I guess I don't have to wait till you get back. So, a few minutes later, she goes, hold on, please. She puts me on hold. And uh, a few minutes later, a man comes to the phone and he goes, hello. And it sounds like an older man. Yeah. It was my grandfather. Oh they have the same God. name. It's the Travis Sr., Travis Jr. Are you thing. kidding me? Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know. So, I was like, hey, I think, you know, I think you're my dad. And he's like, I think you might be talking about my son, Travis who I guess had knew, knew about me years ago and had mentioned in passing to his, his own father. So wow. uh, long story short, I thought this guy was, you know, so my grandfather connected me with my biological dad yeah. who was living in Hawaii at the time. And uh, so much has happened. He was at the birth of our last two kids. Wow. He was at my wedding. And we found out last Thanksgiving He's not my father. <laughs> so for the past decade, I've had this guy in my this life. Guy? Just like a cool uncle or Dude, what? Dude, he sold his house in Hawaii, left his girlfriend <laughs> to come be here with his son. For a call you made. For a call that I made. <laughs> and I know people were like, well, why didn't you get a DNA test? Well, we, my mom had said it for, since I was a kid. Oh, she's like, gosh. hey, this guy, uh, this is your, it's not being filmed. You can come by. Uh, she, th this guy, uh, he, he basically worked uh, on radio towers before OSHA was a thing, uh -huh. and he fell off a radio tower while they were building one in Hawaii, and he broke his legs and arms, so oh, he was been paralyzed in Hawaii for the past 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, long story short, he wanted to be a part of my life. Man. And so he came, I mean, the story is crazy, right? <laughs> he well, really stepped up for the wrong line. Well, he, well here's the thing. <laughs> he stepped up, and at Thanksgiving, a few days before my son's birthday, my, my son turning two, uh, at Thanksgiving last year, he mentions he got Ancestry.com done. Yeah. I said, oh, I got that done like in 2011. Uh -huh. And when I got it done, I uh, found out that I was, there was no Asian. There's no uh, African. I mean, uh -huh. I am as white as white gets. Sure. Northern Ireland, the Netherlands, uh, you know, Norway, mm -hmm. the, Europe, basically, right? Yeah. And I remember that. Oh, and w less than 1% Jew. I don't know how that got in there, but... Well, it's always and, good for a little bit. Yeah. And so, uh, at Thanksgiving, he mentions, oh, I got it done, and then he's 5% African. And I was like, whoop. Like, <laughs> like immediately, immediately, I was like, well, hold on. So, there's like some disclaimer on the Ancestry.com website that says that if you are... Is this too much? It feels like a lot of info. I like it. Okay. So... Uh, he found out that uh, Ancestry.com, it says it's not a paternity test. Don't use it as one. Yeah. And, it, and the information changes over time as they collect data, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of augments and shifts a little bit. Of course. And so we searched for each other, and it says we're not a match. And I said, okay, well, we should get a DNA test to be sure. <coughs> and he just stopped responding. Oh, Fuck. He just he didn't come to my son's birthday two days later. Now, keep in mind he was at my son's birth. Right. But just he just kind of ghosted me. Like he's like, all right, I'm out, right? Man. Which is so weird because he left everything he had in Hawaii to come here. Didn't come to my daughter's birthday on, in January. So over the period of a couple of months, he just he just stopped. Do, do people know this about you? No, I don't tell anybody. It's the first time this I've is, really fully talked about it. This yeah. is cr I mean, because it's such a brilliant, it's brilliant fodder for a script. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's a really fascinating story, but you can't, I'm in a weird position where I can't, of course I vent to my wife about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't put it on Facebook because even when something bad happens to you, you'll look bad. When you put any kind of drama on Facebook, yeah, if your wife cheats on you, leaves you, some crazy fantastical story. If you put that on Facebook, you just look like a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And this, there's this thing that happened that was really kind of hurtful. And here's the thing: I get it. We're both kind of reeling from this thing we thought mm -hmm. was really 
that we thought we were father and son. But it gets worse, right? Mm. So my mom tells me, all right, there's one other possibility mm. that could be your father. And uh, this is a Al lot Pacino. of this is a lot of information. I don't know if your audience see even see, now. This is the thing. I don't know who my audience. I just know they're there. Sure. And then people tell me, "Oh, people told me they listened to my interview with you." I'm like, great. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you know, I, I love that part of it. I, I don't like I said. I don't really have anyone outside my wife I can talk to about it. And yeah, we're drinking, so it's coming out right now. Well, it's now. some beautiful fifteen-year-old bourbon. <laughs> yeah, it's the old virgin bourbon, fifteen-year-old. Um, Fantastic bottle. I opened I mean, that with uh, it's Brendan Shaw. You know what? Let's do whatever we have to do. Okay. Two hosts commiserating about. Okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, so I, I, my mom tells me this guy's name. She was dating him at the time. They broke up briefly. Same Scott. 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 Scott doesn't. That's a. That's not a great name. Well, here's the thing. My the guy we thought was my dad didn't have any facial hair and had a full head of hair. That right there should have been a red flag. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm the opposite. I've got a great beard and no hair. I mean, I'm not going to mention it, but you're, you're, I'll tell you this: you are white. I'm definitely white, and uh, my. Yeah, so I, I tracked him down. Like within 24 hours, I found this other guy. Who, when I looked him up on Facebook, definitely looks more like me. Oh fuck! And within, he has his own business, and uh, so his number was pretty easy to find. Yeah, called him, said, "Hey man, I'm 32. I've got my own kids, my own family. I just want to know my other side of his family, right?" Yeah. And. Uh, I tracked him down on Facebook. I called him. He got on the phone. We had the quick conversation. I said, hey, take a few days. Soak it up. There's a lot of information, mm. even as listeners outside the situation. Um, this is a lot of information. And uh, he, a few days later, uh, he called me. Mm -hmm. Missed the calls at work. Uh, and I went to go message him on Facebook to tell him that, I'm sorry, Mr. Call, I'm at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I couldn't find his profile. <laughs> he deleted it? He blocked it. Oh, he blocked fuck. me, yeah. So he blocked me, he blocked my wife, he blocked my mom. And when I finally got him on the phone, um, I just called him back. I didn't like have to like call him a bunch of times or anything. Right. He just said, he goes, you know, the, the genetically, he's not... I'm, even if he is my father, he's not my father. Like, there's right, a difference right, between right. a father and a dad. There's functional, you know? and then sure. Yeah. And he said, uh, "There's too much." Like, he has a wife and two daughters, which yeah. would, I guess would be my sisters out there. That he just doesn't want to risk it. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to get to know me, dude. So, God. sure. So I'm sure. Listen, this, this I would thing. love for you to overshare because oh. I've been sharing on no, my ass. No, for sure, for sure. No, no, and I, I got no problem with that. So. My mom, you know, I'm born in 1980. I'm going to be turning 40 next year. And this is a very, very interesting time of sure. life. Two marriages in, blah, 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 blah. I'm not an insufferable bastard, I promise you. I'm quite a nice guy. But <laughs> <laughs> so sometime about a year, ah, fuck, this is probably about 10 years ago now, something like that. My mom confronted, I don't know how she got back in touch with my biological father, who sure. I have not met. I've never even talked never to him. Never talked to him? Never, no? not once. Not, not how would you thing. feel if you'd want to talk to him? Uh, if if I wanted to, to talk like, to him. Like if he said, hey, Mike, it's Papa Bear. Yeah. You want to get right, to know right. me? Uh, nah. Really? Nah. So if he wanted to get to know you. Nah, I'm, I'm, no? I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. See, I'm the know? opposite. I think, that's what, I think that's what it is, is there's something in me that um, because of the, uh, I think it makes me a better father with my yeah. kids. I, I, I try so hard with them. Uh, and I think that comes from a place of not having one. Sure. And now as an adult, them not wanting me, which is a whole different story of like, I never met him yeah. to like, well, is it because you never met him because she didn't want him in your life mm -hmm. or you met him because he doesn't know, you know, so, so I, I know. Ahead. Yeah, no, you're right. And ultimately what happened is so within my, my mom told me after she said, I told your father biological father he has to tell his kids about you 
And so within about... I'm sorry, say that again? He what? So, so she, confront, she basically gave him an ultimatum and said, you have to tell your kids they have a brother. Me. Right? Sure. And so she did. And within about 15 minutes, I got two random Facebook messages from people I never met. That were your brothers? It was my sister. Oh, yeah? And my brother. And what'd they say? Hey, we just heard this thing. Yeah. And they were just so open to sure. meeting me and talking did, to did me. Did you talk to them? I did. Yeah. And, and it's been, you, that's, you, we're good. You're happy. Yeah. But here's the strangest part. See, the part, the part of me uh, that knows that I can't have that is what eats me. Yeah. There's no closure. I think that's what it is. It's a well, lack of closure. I still don't have, clo- I, I was living my life and I can't build two decades worth of rapport even though we look alike. You know what I mean? So that, sure. that was the hardest part, really. And But <laughs> the, the, the strangest thing is I had a younger brother. Yeah. He was 13, I think. And he killed himself shortly after finding out. Now, I'm not saying there's any causation. Okay. But he No correlation? Mental, yeah. I'm not, I don't think there is, and I, sure. I would suspect not. But So I had three siblings, and then shortly thereafter, two, because this young young guy was having some mental illness and killed himself and i'm like well fuck i don't even have a like a clear shot of this thing yeah now, you know so but it's just strange and sure I'm, and then i'm fine and i'm you know calm or whatnot but coming from that place well you're very well-rounded you, I, I you're suppose, a, you're yeah. established you're very intelligent <laughs> thanks right so you. i mean it's it, it's not you can still have a fully functioning what you know you're very well respected as well i mean i don't know I many people that. who don't have nice things to say about you that's probably good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's. Uh, you don't need it, mm-hmm. but again, it didn't bother me at all as a child, and as an adult, to know that I kind of want to know, yeah. but I can't. Yeah, and I have these two sisters mm-hmm. that, and I, I don't know how to say this, but the women in my family, on my family, tend to be on the bigger side. You mean like uh, yeah, Rubenesque? A little, little Rubenesque. Yeah, yeah, a little curvaceous. That's, a, that's a, a very a precious word to use. Yeah, yeah Rubenesque. Or and, uh, and I hate to sound s- stupid, but his beard looks like like my beard. Like I'm pretty sure. And, so, and then also, what's crazy, he lives in California, right? Yeah, yeah. Where about? Uh, big Bear, Big Ben, some, some big something. Big, big beard. Big, yeah, big beard. <laughs> and uh, his daughters, you can see a resemblance. Yeah. And they're definitely a little Rubenesque. Dude. And I found out, so I live in Laporte. Mm-hmm. Kind of grew up there, Pasadena Laporte, you know. Yeah, that's where we went to college, right? Uh, it's where I went to college, yeah. Yeah, get a business administration degree over there at Santa Santa. How have you been? Uh... LinkedIn is a beautiful tool, oh, Chris. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's funny, I just signed up for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I signed up years ago, and... Uh, I've always hated it. Yeah. I hate LinkedIn. Uh. And I signed up recently when I heard my uh, aviation company was starting to sell off pieces of itself. I mm-hmm. thought, mm, that's, that's, maybe I should sign up. And, um, oh, uh, so his brother, well, I guess it would be my uncle, yeah. lives within a mile of where I live. I'm about to throw this microphone down and say, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah, really? He's been there within a mile of me. Oh my god! My entire life. That's crazy. And I've never met him, and so I tracked him down. <sighs> I'm gonna grab this whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to drink some. Yeah, Mexico. we're gonna go yeah, through yeah, yeah. some some agave. Yeah, we can here wrap this this bourbon up here. Well, this let's yeah let's wrap this chapter of you and your past coming up to present with this yeah. whiskey. Well, I'll say that I tracked him down. We had coffee at his house one morning. I told him the whole story. Mm-hmm. He said he wasn't close to what would be my biological father, Scott. And this guy's name is Chris, too. My uncle's name's Chris. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lives in, he works at the golf course in Laporte, lives in Deer Park. Um, and he, same thing. We had a great conversation. We had some coffee and just said, no, I'm good. And I thought that that's, I think it's this innate need to, I don't want to say feel accepted, but just if you don't accept, if it's a rejection, why? Right. Right. It's like when you don't get a job that you know you're perfect for. Right. Right. 
you've got the resume, you've got the education, you've got the background, and you don't get the job, and you're like, what was it? Mm-hmm. Was it the shirt I wore? Was it my face? What about me isn't yeah. good enough, right? So it's it's not, I don't need people to like me, but if they don't, I want to know why. Sure. And if you say, hey, man, you share too much information, like that's a fair point. All right, sure. We're good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I would never fault you for that. All right, so. Sure. So, By the way, this, again, this is the first time we've I've ever had this, con- and I don't. I, I don't know. I I think part of it has to do with the fact that I've been wanting to sit down with you for so long <laughs> that it's all coming out of me at once. I mean, yeah, I have so I feel much. So I'm lucky, such a dude, fan you, of you, Mike. No, well, like, likewise, dude. I mean, I, you I know. mean, I didn't stalk your your LinkedIn account, but I'm, I, I'm <laughs> I I find such uh, uh, almost 300 episodes. That's well over 300 hours. Not to mention your new thing that you're doing on YouTube, the three three minute reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're such a talent. Thanks. You're thanks. so um, I just have a lot of respect for you. Man. I, pr- I so. appreciate it. And you know what? So let's go. Let me go a little bit closer to the chest here uh, as just, we transition <laughs> to agave. What, how spirits. closer could you get? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But no, there's there's some things about. We're gonna settle these up and pour these. And I really want you to try the Sierra okay. Negra. Sierra Negra first. Yes, of course. Not Beautiful it. notes of strawberry and such. But you really get okay. it how you get. Um. sir so here's the thing and i man i i appreciate the the accolade you know the call outs and the support and all of that do you ever feel misunderstood because there is <laughs> right i know it's it's almost like an out- <laughs> okay yeah so you are who you are online yeah we'll get their impression of you they see you on the show and stuff what's the if you could articulate a single thing that you would say, dudes and dudettes, you really don't understand this about me. Either because you haven't put it out there, or simply because they don't. No, want to. I, I think I think people who listen to my show, we have a, a pretty uh, decent sized audience, and we're, you know, it's always crazy to me that we like if we trend in Poland or if we trend in recently we trend we've been trending in the in Barbados because of. Uh, what I think the episode we did on rum with Richard Seal, and of oh, course yeah. the follow-up episode with Alexander. Alexander, uh, we've been trending in Barbados quite a bit. I think my, I I think I do a pretty good job of letting out an honest persona, a personable persona. Yeah. Um, Why? Just in these past forty-nine minutes. It's already been forty-nine. I know, minutes. dude. So we're gonna we'll have to edit each other in some sense but Trim some you've out, become yeah. intensely personable and i wouldn't have necessarily known that sure well you know? it wasn't i don't even know what triggered it but uh I, I i don't think there's anything the people who would listen to this and the people that listen to my show on espn 97.5 uh it. whiskey neat i don't th- i think they have a pretty good grasp of my personality my yeah. um my humanness mm-hmm. uh and those who don't wouldn't listen to me explain it anyways yeah, yeah. so and it's not that i'm this crazy misunderstood person i think i think people just make what reasonable assumptions that aren't a stretch of the yeah. imagination about my business with the whiskey social and then hbs but um yeah i don't i don't do you, do you feel misunderstood by the, um, the, well, the community? I, I get, no, not the community. By some suppliers. I see. You know, like we've never lost a brand for the whiskey social uh, because of the event. Yeah, yeah. Right. We have lost uh, quite a few brands because of HBS. Yeah. And I kind of at times I wish HBS understood that that they see that I'm in this weird position, but I'd still rather let them. I'd still rather not censor their honest feedback of brands, mm-hmm. and you would think that would give me more credibility. Yeah. Like, hey, Chris is risking a lot by yeah. being involved with HBS. Having and some standards. Sure. Yeah. But that, 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 no one knows. Like, they don't get to find out that we've lost, you know, a couple years ago, uh, a local guy who's very well respected overall. Yeah. Basically told some members openly, like, hey, you guys should go confront this brand at my event this weekend. And we had like six brands pulled out. And they oh. pay to be there. So brands pay to be there. Right. So, I, I guess if there was something, 
I guess that kind of sounds self-centered. Hey no, guys, no. if there's one thing you don't understand, it's how much I give to you. <laughs> like that that sounds well, no, a bit I mean, uh, self narcissistic. You or, well the, the the problem is is you have a responsibility now given the momentum of these things and you can't stop, right? You can't just stop because it gets bigger. Well, I mean if I if I pulled out of HBS as an admin and didn't do our projects that we work on and bring those things to the exactly. group. I, th- I think the group could, any group could survive. There's lots of groups out there that survive. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would quite be the same. It would not be the same, and it, it would exist. Sure. Sure. But it's like. It smells. It, dude, fantastic. isn't this crazy? Fantastic. So this is a Cinco Sentido Sierra Negra. In Never play, heard of dude. I don't know what any of those words are, but this Five is senses. amazing. <laughs> so think about it like this. You know how. That is that is unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. And it's, it smells like strawberries. Uh-huh. It tastes like dirt. <laughs> in the best possible way. I will go lay down in that dirt right this now. This is fantastic. It's and crazy. you can't get that here? You can. This is it's fine. It's, this is one of the few that you can get. Here in Houston. Have you in, been to NASA yet? Yep. Just went. Okay. So they have one I know of you these. went to Rosewater. My boy Pasha... And you, 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 Pasha has a cubby in the back. If you walk into Rosewater, mm-hmm. it's a long bar. Mm-hmm. The very end of the bar, on the back bar, there's yeah. a cubby hole of all of his really allocated stuff that mm-hmm. he sells at cost. Yeah. That guy is doing more to change spirits in this area than anyone yeah. ever. Yeah, dude, and that's, that's one of the things. But the, the, well, the reason this because we, you would have pick of so many of the litter, right? And this was the one. I was like, dude, you got to try this. Does NASA have this? They have another mark and they can get it and it's something Which is we'll talk about it's great right what do you say five sh- cinco sentidos sentidos the senses cinco sentidos yeah well this is fantastic i'm uh, glad to share with you get you out of the the you know because you're known as a bourbon guy but i do know you're known as a rum guy now too i know rum scotch beer I, I like anything that that's tastes th- fucking good anything that's i always say anything that spends time in a barrel but in this case Good. It didn't even matter. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, so, okay. So here's the thing. Okay. <coughs> so, one, we'll have to course our conversations, I think. Cause, I mean, what do you mean? That we have to meet again. Oh, we've sure. Gotta talk, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this this meeting has been years ago. Oh, long overdue. Yeah. So, we've been wanting to get together, and I've been trying to get, uh, we've been trying to reach out to a few people in the, in the Austin area for interviews. Mm hmm. And, I, and I've always known that if I can lock in some, you know, like Matthew McConaughey. I've been mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. back and forth with his PR person. They said, well, he can only talk about Long Branch. Okay, we can talk about Long Branch. We're mm-hmm. talking about Wild Turkey. Um, does, does that sound douchey, kind of name-dropping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the interview's probably not going to happen, but I've been trying to make that happen. Uh, another one I would love to sit down with is, uh, uh, I don't know if you saw, what did you think of, do you watch superhero movies? Which movies? Superhero movies. Sometimes, yeah. Shazam? I didn't watch it yet. I want to. Okay. I want to watch it. It's, it's fun, but yeah. it's not... I wouldn't say well, it's anybody objectively that's re- good. related to Eugene Levy, I'll watch. Is Levi... It's Adam Levy, right? No, no, no. Levi... Uh, his name's Levi. First name's Levi. Oh, okay, okay. It's not related to... But he's on Schitt's Creek. Is that right? No. He's different guy. Dude? Okay. It's two different Jews. So that's I'm making... I'm <laughs> yeah. mixing up the Jews yeah, yeah. Above, as a guy that looks like a Jew. Uh, yeah. Levi... Now his name's slipping my mind. If he's related to... Eugene. I thought it was at, I thought his last name was Levy. No, man. it's like it's now. I've, now I got to find out. Okay, hold on. Okay, while while I'm talking, so yeah. we've been reaching out to a few people in the Austin area, and um, <clears throat> uh, I've known that if we can make those interviews happen, that you and I would be sitting down very soon. Yeah, we have to. Is it Levi Walker? Is that right? That's not right. That sounds like a pretty Nor- Norwegian mm. name. <clears throat> yeah, I'll just look up Shazam. <laughs> um, Shazam film, and mm-hmm. the guy's name is Zachary Levi. He might be related it to is Eugene. Eugene Levy's kid. I, I'm, I'm almost Zachary Levi Pugh. Oh, is it Pugh? Okay, yeah, so he's got another That's not name. him. Okay. Yeah, and, and Eugene Levy is L-E-V-Y, right? L-E-V-Y, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. If he's related to... Well, at least we worked this out on the mic. On on mic. <laughs> on mic. But, and you don't, really, you don't really edit any of this? No, I don't want to edit it. Oh, so man. I'm like, we're going to go for another 10 minutes. Okay. And then leave everybody wanting more. <laughs> well, why don't we keep going? You have two episodes. <laughs> That's, well, there's that too, right? Well, so here, here's the thing, though. Uh, we, you know, I've, I thought about, well, what 
should Chris and I talk about? Bourbon culture? Fine, we could. You know, but well, you but, run a Facebook group. I, I do for yeah for agave. So. How does that? How does that? Does that not drive you mad and crazy? Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like some of the conflict. We had a conflict just this week about what? I was like, hey, if you because we're drinking Cinco Sentidos is uncertified mezcal. Okay, it is still tested, lab tested, but it does not have the hologram of other mezcales. Sure, it's a destilado de agave. That's okay. what they call it, right? So for everybody that's like, no, get certified, get certified, get certified. I was like, well, why? Yeah. Because <laughs> this tastes incredible. And I've tasted yeah. mezcal, of course. And then well, they still they got it. What's the process? Well, so I asked, I said, hey, since it's so important that everybody gets certified, according to this one brand owner, which is fine. I said, can you send me your chemical chromatography analysis? Because that's done for every... They have to sample every batch of mezcal. That's how it goes. And he wouldn't send it. Why? Because he said it was a trade secret. And I said, well, if you're selling it to people, I sh- we sh- they sure as shit want to know what's in it. Sure. And then my other mate who owns a mezcal brand just gladly offered it up. So all that really means is that it's a good conversation and we ask the right questions. You know, we're not sure. just sitting there and... I don't feel any responsibility to do anything except ask questions and make sure that people collaborate. What's your approach for HBS? Well, it's the same it's the same thing. Like we we but my initial approach was this and it's actually I've never bought into the beef between the cities of Dallas and yeah, the beef between Dallas, Austin and Houston or or you know, I I I think it's funny the jokes between the football teams is always funny, right? But, you know, for a long time, when you thought of culture in Texas, it was pretty much limited to Dallas, DFW, and more importantly, Austin. Yeah. Austin's known for culture, right. known for, for its political leanings and its music scene, right? Well, Houston, I've grown up here my whole life. Houston has a fantastic scene, and it of kind of went unnoticed for a long time, specifically in the spirits world. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? We are going to create... Because uh, there were many groups before HBS, mm-hmm. and none of them have had the. And it's not to. I'm. Let me clarify something. I'm about to say something really nice about HBS. But Followed it, with something bad. But it, no, it doesn't. Oh. It doesn't mean that I'm shitting on other groups. Right. Sure. What I'm saying is, is what is it about HBS that has has been so impactful, so special? Or the first of its kind in terms of impact and the zeitgeist and that sort of thing. And I think it has to do with with everything that we've done, the scale of what we've done, Mm -hmm. where we've, you know, every time I do a radio show appearance, we we talk about it. Uh, We we don't just do barrel picks here and there. There were groups doing barrel picks here and there before that. We are... We're basically the Houston Alcoholic Society, right? It's yeah. it's it's not just bourbon. We do rums. We've done rum picks. We've done Armagnac picks. We're in the midst of importing an 18-year-old cognac, first of its kind in Texas. No one else is doing it. Amazing. And no one, the brand didn't get picked up for distribution. We're just importing this one cask wow. of 18-year-old cognac. Th- this group has a fever for really vices, right? Mm-hmm. Um my approach has always been very kind of loose-handed and just kind of rein in and mitigate the assholeish behavior when it pops up. Mm-hmm. But it's hard with a group this size. I-, I caught something earlier today, like literally right before we got here, which I know you saw the post. Yeah. But I caught something earlier today that had been up for 40 minutes before I saw it. Fuck. So <clears throat> I had to jump in, turn off comments, make my own comments, make a separate post, telling people to, to be nice. Like it, it's this mitigation of, of personalities. But yeah. when you're a group of 6,600 people, God damn, it's hard to mitigate those things. And by the way, do it for free. <laughs> uh, right. Like it takes up so much As of my father, time. Having a dude, day job. Shout out to my yeah. wife for putting up, dude, we'll be, we, one of our favorite, I don't know what, Leslie's her name. Yeah. I don't know what you guys love to do. 
but we love me and my wife love to do hobbies together mm-hmm. right so we go to scotland together visit distilleries we're going to france to go visit cognac next Amazing, year yeah. we're going to be doing some upcoming projects as well in that realm uh we drink spirits together we mm-hmm. like the same stuff yeah dude and uh we love television mm-hmm. now she's not a big fan of stuff that's really bizarre like old boy i yeah. love oh, the old boy movie. right yeah. did you ever see the uh what was that movie the raid uh i haven't watched i know about it, it and I, I heard it's bloody impeccable. brilliant yeah yeah uh she's not big into the kung fu intense violent stuff yeah but we love watching movies together and we plan you know we're working through Mad Men right now yeah a little late by the way no but it's no better time than. but we get in bed and all of a sudden something happens in the group and i'm dealing with it and i'm like we're watching tv together but really i'm in my phone taking you out the moment shout out to my wife for being an incredibly patient uh lovingly patient wife yeah but it's uh you know, it's a lot, but I, I love the group. And like I said, we've done things that have never been done before. They're not happening to this scale. And the group's not perfect by any means. Mm. And I'm not perfect by any means. But I I feel the, the good far away is the bad. Yeah. And I think if I can rein in my honest opinions about some things and not be so cynical. Because I see sometimes with you, you'll get a little opinionated, a little cynical at times. <laughs> And and I I yeah. I envy you because I you I feel like you can do that and get away with it. Wait, how can I get away with it? I've, dude, some of your opinions are <laughs> I I scream on the inside is like this guy's onto something, <laughs> and it's a little it's a little bit of a shitty of opinion. Like yeah, you're being sure. very judgmental. Yeah, and I appreciate that in you. But I love people. Just for the record, you know. I made a post the other day about something completely benign. Uh, something to do with. You know, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was something to do with food. It may have been something as simple as uh, I made a, a while back. I made a post about flour-based enchiladas. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it, like if you go to a if you order tacos in Texas mm-hmm. and they're not corn tortilla tacos, corn tortilla, it's a it's a, it's a crime. Yeah, in my oh, opinion, yeah. you're sure. you're robbing yourself of an incredible experience. Absolutely. I made that post. To which someone credit someone jumped in and was like, "Hey man, I think it's pretty crappy of you to like, like dude, relax. Really? Like, Come can on, I can I make cares? a lighthearted remark about right. these things without it being a thing? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was something basically. I think I called flat. So I went. To, there's a great uh, taqueria near here. Oh, is there? How long are you in town? Where are you staying? Uh, we're staying around Montrose. Okay, well, so, it's far away, I know. but there's a great taqueria around the corner. Oh my god. They're open? Uh, there's two places. There, I, there's three places you should come down here to eat. Okay. How long are you here for? Just, uh, we're leaving in the morning, in fact. Ah, uh, it's garbage. No, I know. But so if there's spots tonight. We, we there's a great taqueria near here called Taqueria's Chalupas, mm-hmm. and I rave about their tacos out pastor. pastor yeah. One day, I was just craving enchiladas, and they made them with flour tortillas, which is basically a soggy burrito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, an enchilada with a flour tortilla covered in cheese that's a that's a burrito mm-hmm. that's a soggy burrito i was very upset <laughs> it was the gummiest chewiest thing and was disgusting mm-hmm. but uh i made that post i got so it's it's that thing mm-hmm. right i feel like you operate on this level where it's not about m- m- the more the merrier but more like a steady flow of respectable people who respect you like your friends huh. list i don't know what your number is sure i don't but, know but let's just say it's 400 people. Sure, sure. 400 industry people who respect your opinion. Boom. I'm the opposite. <laughs> 6,600 people? No, it's it's like 2,600 people. And the spectrum of political leanings and yep. political opinions is so wide that I can't offer up any opinions. I made a post a while back about Stacey Dash a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It's the last political post I've posted on Facebook in three years. Yeah. Because it was a madhouse. Of opinions and murder, and they start attacking each other in the comments, and, yeah. and then I get accused of flipping a match. I'm like, I, listen, I'm not an overly opinionated guy, but if I make a, the funniest post is the exaggerated post. Yeah, you know, calling flour tortillas a soggy burrito. Yeah, or if I say, you know, you're a garbage person if you like this, like that. That's an exaggerated comment, of but it's course. the funny thing to read. You know, I think so too, and I I'm really about. I love making those comments that aren't about politics, but they're about reason. Sure. It's about reason. 
Either yeah. you're a dick or you're not. Yeah. Right? Like that's kind of it for me. I don't think people I don't think people mistake me for a dick. Uh I don't think that's definitely not something I think I'm generally associated with. Yeah. Um speaking of which, I re- they're probably closed by now. What time is it? It's 7 7 Do you want to eat after this? I think we should. Yeah, we'll get some. Okay, so food there's a place around the corner. You like you like Mexican food? Of course, yeah. There's a place called Rivera's. It's um Salvadorian Mexican food. Right. They used to work for Papa's. They started their own restaurant. Yeah. Olives in the rice? No. Ah, oh, that's one of the things I love that. But. And Pasha from Rosewater. Yeah. We had lunch there one day. Because we're trying to do this. We're working on a project to bring vintage spirits to Texas. Mm-hmm. It's not allowed here. But I have a workaround. Nice. Um, and I think I can levy those relationships to bring in some cool stuff that you can't get here, including overseas blends. Perfect. So if you can get walk into Rosewater and you get straight from the barrel blends, you can't get anywhere else in the U.S. unless you're in you know out of state. And there's yeah. Seattle's pretty good about it. Sure. That'd be pretty legendary, right? It would change the game here it in would, the state. Dude. So I'm into it. We have a legal workaround. We can make it happen. It can be done. We're just working through making it happen. Yeah. But we had this meeting at this this restaurant, and the mariscada. You know what mariscada is? Mariscada, uh, marisco, I imagine. It's a seafood soup mm-hmm. that has pretty much everything in it. It's got some clams in there, some shrimp in there, some uh, crab. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, like half a white fish. It is one of the most incredible dishes in this area in a hole-in-the-wall restaurant that is just out of this world. Dude. Is it BYOB by chance? It, uh, no. I think I had a beer there. Okay. So you okay. can't. But this, I mean, you know. Well, we get some. We got lots. We got lots to talk about after this. Absolutely. So here's the thing. So this is what I'm. I'm going to say this, and I haven't said said this definitively. Excuse me, definitively in any of the other chats I've had. This is merely chapter one of our collaboration of our conversation. Sure. And we will do two. We will do three. So forth and so on. Yeah, I'm happy to sit down with you anytime. Two questions left for you. Okay. And maybe someone's asked you this. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. But let's talk about this Destilado de Agave, this Cinco Sentidos. This, I, I love it as well. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's say you're sitting anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter where. Okay. It's a nice place, a place you enjoy. And you can sit down and sip and have a conversation with anybody, living or deceased. Who might you like to sit down next to? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation. So I haven't traveled that much, but I will tell you that my time in Ireland, mm. in Scotland, and specifically Isla, was pretty life-changing. Yeah. And if I could go back to Isla and stay in the cottage we stayed in, but sit outside mm-hmm. in that perfect year-round, 50-degree kind of moist weather yeah, with a bottle of whiskey. Uh-huh. Lafroig probably. Uh-huh. I'm a fan. And <clears throat> who would I sit down with? Are you a Doctor Who fan? Mm. Uneducated. So can't hold me accountable. I don't not like it. I just sure, don't know much. Sure. Um, I mean there's there's a few. I, I can't think of any I wish if I had known this question before. <laughs> I would have uh, come a little bit more prepared, but there's a few. I mean, I think about someone like Leonardo da Vinci. Sure. But that seems like a like a commercialized answer. Right? No one said like, that. Who would before. you sit down with? Gandhi, right? Um, living mm-hmm. that I could actually have a dialogue with. Um, I would love to sit down with Jim Carrey. Oh, man. That's great. Jim Carrey is. I th- I think he I hate to say this I hate to put this on him mm-hmm. but I think he's the next Robin Williams. That's a good point. No, I mean yeah the I way he ends mean. right. Maybe Robin maybe. Williams was the first. Michael Clark Duncan was the I think he died before Robin. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan was the first time that a celebrity kind of affected me right mm-hmm. when they passed. Uh, Robin Williams was really heavily heavily weighed on me, dude. Jim uh, Carrey. He has reached a level of celebrity, and of course, all the controversy around vaccines and stuff. He's—I—I I, I don't think you can exist as a normal person, mm-hmm. have normal interactions without it being 
can I get a picture? Can I do this? Can I do that? He's a brilliant artist, and yeah. I think that his 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 he probably I think his mind is a bit of a an enigma. Yeah. No pun intended. No, for right. The, the Riddler reference. Right, right, right. Um, he would be so fascinating to have coffee with. I would sit down with Jim Carrey for hours. Yeah. And drink with him. And talk with him, Amazing. Jim Carrey. I'm gonna say Jim Carrey because also his sense of humor. Yeah, huge fan for sure. Yeah. So there we go. This is chapter one of life lessons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could do a. a we we this could, I, I could sit here for the next three hours. We I only know. tried two bottles. I know, man. There's six bottles on the table. There's clandes, and I feel like there's so much more we could touch on. Yeah, dude. There there is, and this is merely the beginning. So do me a favor. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever listen to these in full before you release them? No, I remember kind of what we talk about. Okay. Well, never mind then. What were you going to say? Well, <laughs> I just feel like this is the deepest I've ever gotten. Yeah. On That's good. Me too. Ever. Me too. Yeah. Uh, you hungry? You want to get some food? Yeah. I think right. we should get some food. Let's so that's how we do this. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. And we're going to continue another chat with Chris at some point. When you're in Austin or I'm, I'm, I'm going to be coming up there soon. For we, sure. We've got some things on the horizon. That yeah. We'll take us up there. I'm excited a bit. But food for now. Salud. Thanks so much for sipping along with me, man. Cheers, man. I don't think I'm going to. Cling. Cling. Enjoy it. There we go. Chat soon, yeah? Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. So there we have it. Mr. Christopher Hart of the Houston Whiskey Social Whiskey Neat. You know him as an interviewer, but do you know him as an interviewee? You know, there's a lot about his life, and we put ourselves out there. You know, being an interviewer, podcaster, host, whatever you want to call it, it's not as easy as it might seem. And pulling things together, pulling the questions together, developing a narrative, choosing how much to inject of yourself, your own personal life is really an interesting balance. So, Chris, you know, I appreciate you sharing so much. I think it makes you such a really interesting and deep and textured person Potentially folks don't understand that about you. So I feel very, very privileged to have had the chance to sit down and sit with you and talk about your life. So those of you in Houston, if you haven't gotten your tickets for the 5th Annual Houston Whiskey Social this Saturday, February 8th, do that thing. I've seen a list of the vendors. I can't. It blows my mind. I'm really regretful that I won't be able to attend. But bourbon culture will go on, and we will keep doing these interviews. And Chris, I hope to see you soon on your show. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how many people you're trying to figure out is going to attend a happy hour at a place that doesn't have a lot of room for a lot of people. Or if you're thinking, I don't want to press the Facebook rules because they can do whatever they want and shut me down flat, please keep dancing.